Good evening, baseball fans. It is uh, October 5th. It is, I was, I was about to say it's a Sunday because I was so like used to saying it was a Sunday. It's not a Sunday, guys. It's a Thursday. Thursday, uh, December, not December, October, October 5th. Good night. Um, it's been a minute since I've had to do this. So, you know, words are hard and I really obviously don't remember how to record and or speak words because words are hard. Um, but I've been, I've been a little busy, also a little bit lackadaisical. So, you know, those two things combined, you just don't get a podcast and that's, that's okay. So, um, I'm here, I'm Susie, this is Bourbon and Baseball, that's Tom. Um, so this is Bourbon and Baseball where I drink the, uh, bitch beers. Mm -hmm. Jack Daniels Berry Punch, thank you very much. And, uh, we talk some ball. We're gonna talk, we're gonna talk all about the wild card series. Ziz, series, ziz, ziz. Series, Ziz, all of them. And then we'll do a division series preview. We're going to end with a lot of um, Twins Astros talk because obviously, um, shocker, I, spoiler alert, I don't know if you guys know this or not, but the uh, Twins advance and the Astros will be facing the Twins in the division series. So we are going to end with that. So if you are an Astros fan and that's what you tuned into here, just, I guess, skip to the end. Um, if you want to know anything about any of the other teams, by all means, stick around, listen to all the things. And um, and away we go. Away we go. So, Tom, how many of the wild card games did you watch? I watched probably about four of them total. Uh, some of them happened during the day, really couldn't take them in. Some of them I didn't care to watch because they didn't affect who my Astros were playing. And some of them I live vicariously through you on the X or the Twitter, whatever you want to call it these days. I'm gonna just I'm gonna keep calling it Twitter. I don't give a fuck. People are like, it's X. No, it's not. No, it's not. It's it's Twitter. Um, FYI, that was their first F bomb, and I apologize that I did not give you the people the warning. This is uh rated our show. There will be lots of cussing, there will be lots of sexual innuendos. Um, did I mention the cussing? Lots of F bombs. So if that's not how you roll that is 100 okay um but here on the bourbon and baseball show we cuss a lot so if your children are listening and that's not you know appropriate language for your children by all means stop listening and or i don't know put in some headphones that's yeah i'm not gonna judge regardless however you want to live that's that's fine but um there's your warning again i'm sorry that i fired out that first f bomb before i even gave you guys the warning so sorry about that <laughs> Like I said, it's it's been a hot minute. So, um, Tom, which which wild card series did you watch? Whole series, none of them. None of them. Okay. I I picked games from each game. I watched the clinching game, Twins and uh, Blue Jays. Who the hell they play? Yep, Twins Blue, Blue Jays. Jays. Okay. I watched that one. Cannot understand. I, I I couldn't be a Blue Jays fan today. I'd be so angry, like so angry. Yeah. yeah. And then. Cool. Uh, Tuned in to a Rangers Rays game because I, like you, like most people, would have liked to see the Rangers celebrate no more. Unfortunately, it'll have to wait. And then um, I want to say I, I also got caught a Diamondbacks game because okay. your baby backs are here. So excited. Okay, so <laughs> let's I'm let's go through and. Talk about the games that we are. Do I want to start with the games that 
that disappointed me the most or that I'm the happiest with? Let's end with happy. Let's end with happy. So we're going to start with the games slash teams that disappointed me the fucking most. FYI, in case y'all didn't know, um, all, all of the wild cards were sweeps. Two games. Two games. That's why we're recording on a Thursday night because I have nothing better to do in my life because there's no baseball to watch. That's why. That's really why we're recording a podcast. Um, also because I didn't want to do my homework. So, <laughs> there's, it, you know, it's the truth. But so all of the the teams swept, and I'm I'm real sad about it. I wasn't I wasn't expecting all of the the teams to sweep. Not I'm really not gonna lie. The really only teams that I thought was just gonna be a sweep, like. I was going to say one and done, but like two and done Phillies Marlins, like Marlins, you put up a good fight. I love the Cinderella story, but let's be fucking honest. Like you weren't going to be Phillies. No way. No, how just, it wasn't going to happen. Um, so, but the Rangers and the freaking Tampa Bay Rays, I just, what the actual fuck Tampa, <laughs> what, what is you doing Tampa Bay Rays? If you guys watched any of that game, games, it was like the first game. I was like, okay, all right. Like Rangers are going to take one. That's fine. Kind of expected it. The Rangers are going to be a whole other segment in and of itself because I got lots of just so many shaking head things about the Rangers. Anyways, so Tex Texans, the Rangers came out and kind of shoved against Tampa and that first game had like four, five errors from a team that is known for their defense. I'm like, all right, Tampa, maybe you got you 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 got your rest. Maybe you're a little sluggish. I don't really know, but that's kind of what it looked like. And I was like, all right, that's okay, that's okay. You, you got the second game, and then the second game just Zach Eflin. Wasn't pitching horribly. Wasn't pitching horribly. Tyler Glass now got out of a lot of situations in the first game. And freaking Evan Carter. If you guys don't know who Evan Carter is of the Rangers, um, that is their, like, I don't know, 23-year-old rookie that got brought up two and a half weeks ago and has made an impact because guess what? Motherfucker gets to play. And... And he's making an impact. So they stick him out in left field. Travis Gronkowski, sit your ass down. And I think it was his seventh or eighth at bat when they finally could sit him down. And just, okay, cool. Cool, Evan Carter. Nine-hole hitter, Evan Carter, just driving in runs. No, thank you. No, thank you. Um. I am so, so disappointed with the 99-win Tampa Bay Rays. I really honestly thought that they were going to give the Rangers some sort of run for their money. Any sort of run for their money. But they were held scoreless. Nine. This is not a math pod. I am not that kind of Asian. So, let's see. I think they scored in the eighth, seventh, or eighth inning of the second game. Like, what? 17 innings your health like what had what happened and if you guys remember last season literally literally the guardians 15 inning game one run 
are they allergic to the the postseason? Are they scared of the postseason? What? Why? Tampa Bay. Why? Do you have answers? I mean, Tampa has always had question marks with their offense. They've always been a pitching factory and good luck getting them the run support for the entire season. Tampa has been out there saying, Nope, different ball club. We are going to score motherfucking runs. We're going to score all the runs. We're going to hit and, and, and we're still going to have good pitching. I mean, hell, they've got three guys right on, on the shelf with Tommy John that probably would have started a postseason game. They're that good. Uh, and they still just kept rolling along. What, what I found interesting was that Texas Tampa, the race, they basically, their formula, Tampa's formula for winning is what Texas did. They got timely hitting and they pitched their asses off, which is so weird for me because Jordan Montgomery, decent pitcher. Didn't see him shutting this lineup down. Oh yeah. Yeah. Seven innings. Um, I'm sorry. Seven innings on like 83 pitches or something ridiculous. I'm all okay. Jordan Montgomery. Where the fuck did you come from? Like you're not this pitcher. I mean, like, don't get me wrong. They signed 43,000 starting pitchers to hedge all their bets because everybody went down, but like you, nobody, nobody expected this Jordan Montgomery to come out. And I mean, hats off because he did wonderfully. And then Nathan Evaldi. Guess you feel better. He struggled down the stretch. He did. He did. And then he's like, just kidding. I just needed rest guys. That's all I needed. He came out and pitched what six and two thirds, six and one thirds. I mean, just looked looked like Nathan Nivaldi. Their bullpen that has been suspect was not suspect these games. I mean, granted, they only use like what three. Um, I want to say Chapman, Leclerc. I'm missing one. Mm. Chapman, Leclerc. I'm missing one. I'm missing can, a white guy. Pull it up. I'm missing a white guy. I'm missing a white guy. That there's a white guy that that pitched, and I don't remember his name. But <clears throat> so, I mean, those were the only relievers that got used, and so like they were they were actually good, and so the Rangers, motherfucking Rangers. <laughs> it's weird. I mean, I, I really thought that you know they snuck in, but that was as far as it was going to go. You had this Tampa team that was west rested, was going to be able to set their rotation, and they just look so bad. And so bad. So bad. And going back to the end of the season, now, again, if you are a casual fan, if you're a casual fan, you probably wouldn't be listening to this anyway. So you know that at the end of the season, Houston Astros won the division. We won the AL West. And why did we win the AL West? <laughs> because the Rangers partied. Now, that's no lies. No lies detected. I didn't say you partied hard. Didn't say you partied long. <laughs> but you partied, right? I'm not saying that, like, that didn't have an effect on you, but I'm pretty sure it might have. Because that Mariners lineup that pulled George Kirby in the sixth inning that pulled half of their starting lineup out by like the seventh. You mean to tell me that you can't score a run against their B team against a pitcher who the Mariners brought up from double a 
And Saturas is down one, two, three. Hey, we appreciate you though. Appreciate you doing that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So because the Mariners won that last day, game 162, and our records, our records being the Rangers and the Astros records being tied, and the Astros having the head-to-head -head record, what is that, nine, nine to four, nine to three? I think it was nine four. I think they played 13 games. Nine to four, okay. Um, <clears throat> we won the, we won the West. Now, if you talk to salty Rangers fans, um, we didn't necessarily win the West. They just lost it. And because they lost it, that means there's a winner, which would be the Astros. Also, Brian McTaggart, hats off to you, sir. I, I wasn't aware that a simple tweet that spoke the truth, literal, literally the truth, um, would break psyches and have the general manager of the fucking Rangers talking to the to Sports Illustrated and having an entire article written about your quote unquote unprofessionalism. The fuck is the matter with you, Rangers? What, like, what? It, there's no lies. There are no lies. Brian McTaggart tweeted something along the lines of, you know, the Rangers partied after they clinched the playoff berth, which is true. Astros had a simple champagne toast. Went back to it because they knew. Division was on the fucking line, guys. I don't know what you think you were going to do. I don't. Sh Shout out, Brian McTaggart. Shout out. And then for him to have to, like, apologize? No. Absolutely not. That's just, that's fucking dumb. So, if for some reason you're a Rangers fan and you're listening to this and you saw the tweets and you're offended, I, I don't know what to tell you. I don't know what to tell you. Because that's just, you're dumb. That's that's what I have to tell you. That's that's dumb. <laughs> just, you need to wear a helmet because the world is a tough place. <laughs> it's true. Yeah, yeah, this is true. This is this is very true. So after being beaten by the Seattle Mariners three or four games at the the end of the season, I honestly thought that that was going to continue and that the Rays were going to Ray and Rays were going to Ray. Raise, we're gonna raise. Anyways, continue what they what they had been doing, which was being a pretty elite offense paired with some really good pitching. And you'd let me the fuck down. And you let the Rangers fucking beat you. <clears throat> but whatever. Oh, whatever. and Spores was the was the pitcher you were thinking of. Ah, Josh Spores. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Inning in a third. With a K. Yeah. See? White guy. Josh Spores. Um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. So, um, so now the Rangers go on to face the Baltimore Orioles. Go O's. Now. Should be a really interesting series. Like, both offenses are very potent. Um, I, I'm thinking we're seeing, we're going to see some football scores. Not going to lie. 
Like there, there are going to be some football scores put up between these, these two clubs. Um, now, are you of the camp that you hope that the Orioles just beat the brakes off of the Rangers or are you of the camp? No, I want the Rangers to win so that we can have a Astros Rangers ALCS. I am of the camp of a seven game series where they have two 18 inning games and they literally smoke themselves to pieces. I know I don't necessarily care who wins as long as whoever's left standing is a bloody mess and has nothing left to fight with because whoever wins that series is going to have a crazy high because neither of those teams have been there. That's true. So, but my, I don't, I don't think we can go seven games. It's five game series. So whatever. I, I hope it's seven <laughs> games worth of baseball. Give me seven <laughs> games worth of baseball. I was like, fuck it. Nope. Uh, uh-uh, uh, no, it's fuck they're going to, they're going to keep tying. And it's just, and it's going to just keep going until seven. Yeah. I need two 18 inning games. That's Give fair. me that shit. That's fair. You That's know, fair. like, like, I need those guys to have injuries. I need somebody to pull a hamstring. I mean, obviously, I don't wish injury on anyone. But, I mean, I want that kind of a series. I want a bloodbath. So, that way, whoever, if they, if, if the Strohs do what they're supposed to do, and we'll talk about it later, they are sitting around waiting on this to end. And they're sending, uh, they're, they're having a bullpen game in game two or something like that. You know what I mean? I want all those things. That's, that's fair. Um, I, I really want the Rangers just to get the fuck out. (laughs) So I am of the camp that I would love, love the Orioles just to beat the fucking bricks off the Rangers. Like just no mercy, no mercy with the, what? Third lowest third lowest um payroll it won't be that way for long yeah yeah but i want to say i want to say the orioles have the third or fourth lowest payroll versus the fourth highest payroll don't don't quote me on those numbers but they're close they're close um between the rangers half a billion dollar <laughs> infield and you know, I would hope that they were that they were good. I mean, like, don't get me wrong, Marcus Simeon, Corey Seager, they've been they've been fucking awful, awful. <laughs> That's a Freudian slip. Amazing. And they sh- they as you know, as their price tags kind of, you would hope, right? Like you you pay these guys half a billion dollars, you would hope that they're going to be putting up these amazing numbers, and then you you know. Surround those guys with guys that are overperforming. Maybe not overperforming, but performing to a level where you're like, oh, well, okay then. Look at you. Evan Carter doing shit. Travis Jankowski doing shit. And let me let me be let me be further with what the answer of that question. I am terrified of whichever which whichever team comes out of that because you got a Ranger team who it, it's all bad blood, right? Oh, they, yeah. they, they absolutely want, they want Houston, right? They're the, their fans are going to be chowing into the rooftops, right? And then you got an Oriole team that's just loaded with talent that the Astros did not fare well against. They didn't, they didn't fare terribly, but I think the Orioles won the series uh, when they played. So they're going to, like I said, they're going to be like 
young and dumb and kind of like the the 2015 Stros and not know what they're doing. They're just out there playing ball. Like those are the most dangerous teams. So you've got ultimate rage monster over here, vengeance, blood, the whole nine in the Rangers, and then young, dumb, and full of over here going, I'm just out here having a good time, baby. Let's do it. And both of those are terrifying. Okay. Well, so obviously, uh, if you're new around here, uh, 2015 Astros is before baseball, Susie. That is BBS. So um, that year, who did they play? What did they do? They lost to the Royals who won the World Series, but they gave them hell. It was like they took them five games. Was it in the DS? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. And I mean, you had baby Springer, you had baby Breggs, you had baby Correa and all this young talent. And it took the world series champion. Uh, that was their toughest series was the strokes. Interesting. Interesting. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Um, not going to lie. I am a little sad that I, that I wasn't here. I am a little sad. It makes me a little nostalgic. Um, maybe you would have loved off- it. Maybe in the off season, I'll go back and watch. I'll go watch those games. Maybe we'll see. Um, okay, so or just do a lot of podcasts, <laughs> or do a lot of podcasts. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll see. Um, so, damn it, Rangers. Yeah, so Rangers will face the O's. Um, I think they face. I think they start in Baltimore. Um, on Saturday, uh, the Twins and the Blue Jays. Blue Jays, what in the actual fuck happened? Like, we got to talk about. There's there's two big things. I wasn't able to watch the second game. Actually, I wasn't able to watch either one of those games. I listened to parts of the games on radio, and then saw the big plays later on. So the first one when Pablo Lopez was going now, maybe it's just me, but really and truly and honestly, I don't pay much attention to the twins during the regular season. And the only reason that I know that Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray fucking shoved during the regular season is because I played fantasy football, fantasy baseball, Hold on, hold on. People stop. This is a woman that would not listen to anything football related. And she's made two football references already. And I have not. And I'm trying to get her on board. This is amazing. I can't do it. I just just need to say that. No, can't do it. Uh, I said fantasy football because of the fantasy football, the fantasy baseball guys, like transitioning into fantasy football guys. And then they're like saying all these things and I'm all, I don't, I don't know what you just said. Like there were words that I kind of understood in there. And, you know, Taylor's boyfriend is just making, you know, all of the plays over there. He's Um, got a name. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Taylor's boyfriend. Taylor's boyfriend, you know, Travis Kelsey. Travis Um, Swift. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll hit that in, in a little bit. Cause there's, there was a funny TikTok that I need to, that, that I need to t- tell you all about, but anyways, um, but yeah, so the only reason I knew how fucking awesome Pablo Lopez and Sonny Gray were, be- were because that they were on my fantasy baseball team. Like I would try and pick them up 
every time they pitch. Um, Pablo Lopez, I want to say like right, right at the end of the season, like one of those like last, um, last games of the season, struck out fourteen. Not a peep on Twitter. Like no one was fucking talking about Pablo Lopez and his fourteen strikeout game. Like you want to put like Spencer Strider in there, you're gonna hear about it, right? Like Tyler Glass now, you're gonna hear about it. Garrett Cole, you're gonna. Pablo Lopez, the fuck is that? They don't care. They don't care because it's because it's the Twins. Like they're up there, up there in the twin. Like nobody, and the Twins sneakily have one of the best starting rotations and bullpens and bullpens. And crazy enough, crazy, crazily, crazily. That's not a word. Um, they're one through nine. I was looking this up today. They're one through nine, Tom. Did you know literally all except for, I want to say they're like nine have an OPS plus of 100 or better. Yeah. Minnesota twins guys, 80, 85, 86 win AL central winner. Minnesota Twins, nobody, everybody talks shit about the Twins because that division sucked and the Twins kind of sucked. And uh, we're going to be in for it, just FYI. I think the, the one thing that you have to, you know, I guess if you need something to hold on to, they didn't score a ton of runs in these series. They didn't go out there and put up seven like the Rangers did. Uh, in the in the clinching game, they won 2-0. It's it's going to be interesting because yeah they do have some guys they play their young guys they've got a young guy too, and uh, I'm sure we'll get into that later. And yeah. you know young yeah. guys are good. Young guys are good. Um, <laughs> I okay so that second game, and there's there there is going to be a point to me talking about this because that second game Jose Brios the pitcher for the Blue Jays was fucking shoving, right? Um, He was taken out in the fourth. The fourth, having only thrown 47 pitches. Now, again, this is one of the games that I was um, listening to, and then I couldn't really pay attention because I was, like, photographing and having to, like, you know, trying to interact and act like a social person when, in all honesty, I really just wanted to listen to baseball. I was so confused about why he had come out. I had, I was like, there's no way if he was doing well, they would have pulled him because that's just dumb, right? Come to find out, no, no, it was a plan. It was a plan that they had devised um, the night before, I guess, when they were talking about like the different avenues that they could go. So that fourth inning, I guess he started off with a walk. And then you say Kikuchi <laughs> comes on in. I'm all, what? What? Why? Why? And apparently it was because um, their the Minnesota Twins lineup was just stacked with left-handers. But apparently up until this point, Jose Brios shoving. So part of me is like, okay, analytics. I get it. Like the numbers say that, you know, like left-handers will 
hit Jose Barrios a little bit harder. You say Kikuchi is going to be better, blah, 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 blah. But in the fourth, after only having thrown 47 pitches and him shoving, like at that point, could John Schneider not just be like, bro, come on now. Like, I can't do that in the fourth. Now, and I don't, I don't know if that's his job on the line, if he refuses or what. So that's, that's analytics gone too far one way. And then we have people are like, fuck you analytics. I ain't nope. mm -mm, Don't, don't give a fuck right hand, left hand, no hands. Don't give a fuck. mm -mm, Nope. Um, Interesting about that particular instance. So they interviewed Whit Merrifield after (laughs) and asked him and he's like, I hated it. Asked him about the move. What did you think about the move to go to Kikuchi? And he goes, I hated it. He goes, this is our guy. This is our guy all season. Barrios had earned the right to keep going. And I mean, he'd already been through the lineup once. So I don't know what you thought all of a sudden he couldn't do with all of those lefties that Kikuchi was going to, and it ended up being the game. Yeah. Now, mind you, um, the Twins, Rocco Baldelli, the, the manager of the Twins, pinch hits like a motherfucker okay like he will match up with the fucking best of them i know astros fans don't know shit about pinch hitting like we don't know we don't know nothing about pinch hitting over here because it rarely happens um but before the ninth inning with two outs like you can pinch it for people and rocco baldelli does that with the fucking best of them so fifth sixth inning he's out there he's making moves Okay, so that I don't know if they were just trying to outmanage if the Blue Jays was they were trying to outmanage and they're like, okay, so if you're going to bring in your lefties, we're going to bring in our like what's happening there. And I felt really bad for Jose Barrios because the twins were his former club. And then after they clinched, you just see sad puppy dog eyes, Jose Barrios watching them from the other dugout and I like I mean they paid Jose Bruce a shit ton of money you can't you can't trust that motherfucker past four innings and I mean and it's not like he was horrible during the season like he was one he had in the offseason gone and worked out at tread I want to say and like fixed shit and he's basically what everybody thought Alec Manoa was supposed to be this season and that's a whole cluster in in and of itself but uh, that was just it was it was not good and then carlos correa our old buddy carlos correa hasn't been hasn't been the best with the stick um but that glove man good night that glove he made two amazing amazing plays one hmm uh, Sonny Gray to Carlos Gray at second base to pick off Vladdy. What are you doing, Vladdy? What, what are you doing? Like, like it just, he went to the Jose Altuve base running school or something. Cause that was not, that wasn't good. And then like the fact that he just sat there waving to get, <laughs> to get it challenged. So, so you're going to burn your challenge. Like you, we all knew, like we all fucking knew that you got tagged out. Like, and the fact that that was like a play that they were 
thinking of going to, just shout out Carlos Correa. Um, in the presser afterwards, Sonny Gray was like, yeah, you know, uh, CC had said, you know, it was really loud. He's not going to be able to hear, blah, blah, blah. We're, let, let's run it. I was like, oh, all right then. So, and then the um, the other play to get Boba Shed at home, I could watch that on repeat. Like, the fact that Carlos Correa was behind, what, second base, came all the way back, cut over, because who, who missed third? Uh, Jorge Polanco, maybe, missed the play, missed the ball at third. I don't know what, I don't know if Bichette didn't see the ball. Like, I don't know why he wasn't running hard. I need someone to answer me that. Did anybody ask why he wasn't running hard? I, I think he was caught up in between, like, whether or not to go. And then when he decided to go, it was like, oh, crap, you know, <laughs> I'm not going to pick up, like, a top speed anymore. And credit to CC who didn't give up on the play. I think it's interesting that, you know, you see social media blow it up like they've never seen this guy do this before. <laughs> and I'm just like, this is Carlos Correa, ladies and gentlemen. He's been doing this since day one. The fact that he went out with that cannon that he has and made a play at the plate doesn't surprise me in the least. You know, when they asked Rocco Baldelli, you know, what did they think? What do you think of the play? And he's like, uh, it's going to be like one of the, the it's going to go in the Twins Hall of Fame or something like that. And I'm just yeah. like, I guess if you, if that's what you need to put there, then you go ahead. But this is something Carlos Correa has been doing for a long time. And I didn't not expect it. You know, when I saw yeah. him make the play, I was like, yeah, you yeah. play stupid games. You get stupid prizes. And he gunned him down. He got, I, I was, I was so amazed. I think they said something like he covered like 80 feet per second or something, something dumb. And when you watch that play, if I was a really good, podcast host um i would have this pulled up for y'all so you could see but i don't so you're just gonna have to believe me and or google it slash youtube it yourselves um because he he did he came like basically all the way from the other side of second base uh all the way over to kind of what is that like the five and a half hole (laughs) um (laughs) to throw out bichette like it it was it was awesome and it got loud. It got real loud in what is what is Minnesota Target doing? Field? Target Field. Thank you. Thank you. I was gonna say American Fam, but I was like, no, no, that's Milwaukee. That's a different cold north place. Um, but yeah, so twins beat the Blue Jays. And again, them taking Jose Barrios out because of analytics in the fourth inning, that it didn't kill him. But it kind of took the wind out of their sails. And they didn't score any runs. No runs. Like, what What are you doing? And I saw a tweet that had said something like, if you showed this lineup to somebody in March, they wouldn't have believed you. Because Matt Chapman was hitting eighth, and Kevin Biggio was hitting, like, fifth or something. And you're all... In what world? In this world, where basically, apparently, the only person that wants to play over there is Bobachet and freaking George Springer sometimes. But it's really what 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 doomed them, right? When their offense is clicking, they're able to put up runs and bunches, and it just for whatever reason, it's kind of like the Padres, right? 
they they have this offense that on paper it's just supposed to score seven runs before the the first pitch. You just put them in the books for seven. Toronto's got that kind of offense, and they just they have these these moments where they do nothing, and it's like, yeah. I don't know why. Why? Yeah, I I don't know. Um, center fielder Kevin Kiermaier, hot, hot. Kevin Kiermaier, <laughs> Kali. And his, Kevin Car Kevin Kiermaier in his medium pants. <laughs> yes, yes. Kevin Kiermaier can get it. Anyways, um, and I I definitely don't feel creepy about that because he is in his thirties. So I that is that is an appropriate age. That is an appropriate age. So um, yeah, I don't know why you're laughing. I, I mean, I don't, I don't not expect you to say it, but at the same time, it's still funny when you say it. it's kind of like every time you say, you say Kikuchi, you, you <laughs> giggle. You know what I mean? You know, I, you said you, it. How can you not giggle with the? I can't. I, I can't. I can't. I understand. I understand. Yeah. But how am I not supposed to laugh when you say Kevin Kiermaier and your medium pants? You can get I, it. <laughs> I'm telling you, they're, they're, I mean, don't get me wrong. There's a lot of baseball players with their schmedium pants. Okay. But like Kevin Kiermaier, not, but see, not all the schmedium pants can get it though. They're only a select few. Kevin Kiermaier is one of them. <laughs> um, so that's, so that's the, that's the AL. So in the NL, uh, the Diamondbacks versus the Brewers. Okay. We're going to end with that. We're going to end with that series because my baby backs very, very, very pleased. We're going to end with that series because that makes me happy. Um, but let's talk about the Miami Marlins and the uh, the Phillies. Miami, good on you, sir, because you, you tried. You tried hard, right? But there was no way, no how that, don't get me wrong, Jesus Lozardo and Braxton Garrett, like very good pitchers in their own right. But there's no way that you were going to keep pace with Nola and Wheeler. Actually, I said that in the wrong order. Wheeler, Nola, because Wheeler went first. Um, that high-powered offense. Bryson Stott hitting a grand slam the second game, just putting him away. Like, And um, shout-out to Philly fans. I know that there's like some Astros fans like do not like Philly because of like last season and whatever. I, I hold no quote unquote ill will. I'm just a little jealous that the atmosphere in the bank is so fucking electric and legitimately no one is sitting down. They are up on their feet cheering the entire time. And I don't know if it's, I don't know. I don't know the reason. And I don't know how it was. <laughs> <laughs> Teddy doesn't know the reason either guys. Okay. Um, but I, I don't know the reason and I don't know if it has gotten worse over the years, but I feel like maybe it's gotten worse over the years. I feel like maybe 2017 was electric and fans just kind of expect it now. I don't know. I don't know. But the last CS game I went to, Granted, I was up in the 400s and my, we were in the very last row up top. So I could stand and no one could yell at me. No one could yell at me because I was standing. 
But I mean, even the last game that like that we went to, we were we were standing, and then we sat down. Like, I need I need Minute Maid Park to stand the entire time, the entire time, and get loud, and get rowdy, and like not ask people in front of them to to sit the fuck down. What is happening? It's a playoff game. Stop it. So what I'll say, and I've I've actually been in the bank. I've watched the game in there. Uh, when I was active duty military, I was stationed in New Jersey. I got to see the Eagles. I got to see the Phillies. I went and saw the the the, the Jets. I didn't see the Giants. But Philly fans are a different kind of animal. They 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 are the most ruthless. Not the most ruthless. They're not New York, but they're very close. <laughs> they are very close. They will undress you, and they are not afraid to do so. Uh, uh, was it, was it Trey Turner that, that, you know, they, they, he, he said, didn't he say, you know, fuck this or something like no, that? No, no, no. That was, um, that was, uh, Alec Bohm or Bryson Stott. One of the, it, yes, yes. It was one of their, one of their young kids. I want to say it was Alec Bohm. And, um, yeah. And it was, it was like, look, this is, this is how they are loyal to a fault, but don't fuck around. Cause you'll find out they yeah. will, they will unload on you. And, this this that that city's just so hungry. A lot of their teams are really close. The Eagles are really close. The the Sixers are really close, and they're ravenous fans. And the bank is perfect for that. And that you see it, you see it. They want they yeah. want it. They want it bad. I it was watching that game was, and I only got to catch the inning ending like two innings of that last game because I was watching the D-backs and Brewers. It was like, like I said, I don't even like the fucking Phillies. And I'm like, God, I can feel the fucking energy like through the screen and no one had left. And even after they'd won, there were still a ton of fans in the stands. And I like hats off Philly fans. Cause that's, that's awesome. Like that is really awesome. And again, I, I wasn't, I wasn't there in 2017. I kind of feel like that energy that they had or they still have was maybe there in 2017. Maybe. I don't know. I'll tell you this too. As, as a person that's made the trek, getting in and out of there is impossible. It's worse than Minute Maid. So the reason a lot of those fans <laughs> might've been in there was because they weren't fighting that traffic. Cause there's a, a toll bridge right there. Probably, probably, Probably had something to do with it. They're okay. already white girl wasted. They we're just hanging out. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Um, but yeah, so Miami Marlins, um, good on you. I, I feel bad. Shout out to Kim Ang, though. Shout out to Kim Ang because first woman, um, general manager, doing literally the best that she could with the fucking payroll that she had and the and the like the roster that she had, getting um Jake Berger and Josh Bell in uh at the trade trade deadline. Um, because you know, they needed some, they needed some thump in that lineup. They got it. Jake Berger came over there, loves it. I mean, he came over from the White Sox. So like who really wouldn't love the, the upgrade? <laughs> um, but just immediately started raking for them. Josh Bell went over from the guardians, started raking for them. Um, Luis Arise, NL batting champ. Good on you, sir. Back to back, man. That didn't get to 400. Didn't get to 400. Got to 365, 325. 
three, some number, and a five. <laughs> but I feel like 365 is a little bit more uh, impressive than 325, but even though both numbers are, are impressive. 354. 354. Okay, so maybe I'm a little dyslexic, and there was a five in there, and, and another number. So, um, But good on you, man, because that's that's awesome. And he's playing on literally like one leg because he had jacked up his fucking ankle at the beginning of a game when he was warming up. He like stepped on a baseball or something like it wasn't even a it wasn't even like a baseball injury. I mean, it was a baseball injury, but like not during a game <laughs> or anything. But I was like, oh, Louise, arise. I felt so bad. And then Jazz Chisholm. Good night, Jazz Chisholm. Like, what are we doing, sir? If you're going to talk the talk, like you got to walk the walk. Yeah, very true. That was a monster season for Luis Arise for a couple different reasons. So in his career, the guy has 24 homers, 10 of them this year. Yeah, known power hitter, man. Luis Arise. And I, I joked around when, when was it? I think when he hit his first home run of the season, this season, I was like, that home run in the WBC, man, it unlocked something in him. And I was kind of joking around, but apparently it did because, like, again, known power hitter freaking Luis Arise. Like, what are you doing, sir? You're this is not this is not who you are. Like, you're gonna you're gonna slap the ball, you're gonna hit hit it where they ain't, and you're gonna get on base. But I mean, you know, you're definitely gonna hit it where they ain't if you hit it out of the fucking park. So good on you. Um, I'm really interested to see what they do in the offseason. If they go out and get some actual outfielders and not fielding, you know, 24 second basemen. Or if they trade some of their pitching away to get something, I'll be I'll be interested to see what they do. So shout out, Kim because you did a lot with with a little. Uh, Arizona Diamondbacks, Milwaukee Brewers. This this series made me so happy. Now, if you um, aren't a crazy person and didn't didn't jump on the Arizona Diamondbacks wagon last last season, um, you might you may not know how freaking amazing this young core of Alec Thomas and Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns, Corbin Carroll, um, Jake McCarthy, Gabby Moreno, all amazing, and then Evan Longoria, thirty. Eight-year-old Evan Longoria just showing out and showing off and turning back the hands of time, being like a, I don't know, like 27-year-old Longo. Um, making is some he, amazing plays, man. Is he on the he can get it list? He can no, he cannot. <laughs> don't get me wrong, Evan Longoria. <laughs> very handsome. You are very handsome, man. Um, but no. Uh, but yeah, Corbin Carroll, freaking NL Rookie of the Year. I mean, it's not official, but like it's official, right? Amazing. Can go like first to third in a blink of, blink of a fucking eye. Can hit freaking bombs and steal bags. And you're just looking at him and you're like, I'm, I'm sorry. You're like four foot three. What What is happening? Like there should not be a way that you hit a ball 425 feet. Like there's just not. Okay. But Corbin Carroll says, fuck you. Look what I can do. Um, 
So that first game, <laughs> that first game, Arizona Diamondbacks started Brandon Fott. If you don't know who Brandon Fott is, I don't blame you because he's a rookie. <laughs> he is a rookie that they brought up this, this season because um, they DFA'd Madison Bumgarner. Uh, they had just a revolving door of, of, of rookie pitchers that did not work out. And Brandon Fott had an up and down season, but did okay at the end. And he started that game and went 2.2 innings. I want to say versus Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns of the Milwaukee Brewers. Um, won a Cy Young, what, two, two years ago, two seasons ago, 21. Um, and now granted, I thought he was going to give up many more runs than he did Went when, uh, 2.2 innings gave up a bunch of hits, but kind of got out of it, gave up a couple of runs, but then Corbin Carroll says, cool. I got you, bro. Hits a, hits a solo home run. You're like, oh, all right. Ketel Marte, back to back. Ketel Marte. Good job, brother. power hitter. Yeah, yeah. Um, but then they then they put some more runs up on Corbin Burns, and you're like, this is not the game. This is not the game that the that the Arizona Diamondbacks should have won. Like, uh, shout out for Lavello for managing the fuck out of your bullpen. Uh, again, not a math pod. So what you had to cover? What is that? Seven, seven innings, six innings, six, six and two thirds, six and two thirds innings. Again, not a math pod, not that kind of Asian. You should know that. Um, six and two thirds innings of bullpen usage, and it went flawlessly, flawlessly. And you're like, I'm sorry, Kevin Ginkle, who the fuck are you? Like, just all of the all of the bullpen arms. Um, one of note. Saul Frank. Saul Frank? Saul Frank. Saul Frank. S-A-A-L-F-R-A-N-C-K. Something like that. Rookie. Came up like three weeks ago. Hasn't given up a run. I think has pitched like 12, 13 innings. Fucking amazing. He's like, I don't give a fuck. Let's go. <laughs> so, um, they've got a ridiculous bullpen that you're like, what is happening again? The Brandon fought game. They should not have won Corbin Burns. You expect, you expect them to win a Corbin Burns start. They don't. And they were riding high. Um, the second game, hmm, Zach Allen versus Freddie Peralta. Freddie Peralta was shoving, shoving. I think he went like five no hit innings. Gavin Moreno said, fuck you. Gavin Moreno, who is their um, rookie, Arizona Diamondbacks, rookie catcher. Watch what I can do. But then he has to leave, leave the game. Or did he, or did Gavin Moreno hit the solo home run in the first game? I think he hit the, I think he had a solo home run in the first game. Sorry, guys. Um, that second game, he had to leave because he got hit in the head by backswing. Only had one at bat. Yeah. Yeah. We don't know if he's on concussion protocol, but he did leave that game. 
But I saw some stupid, ridiculous stat, Tom. Um, games where Gabby Moreno starts, they're like 53 and 27 or something like that. Games where Gabby Moreno starts. Damn. Games, games where, where uh, Gabby Moreno does not start. It's not, it's not a good look. It's not a good look. And it just makes me sad. And we'll get there. We'll get we'll get to why that makes me sad. But um shout out Kevin Moreno, shout out Tori Lavello, because that, that bullpen usage was awesome. Um Paul Seawald comes in and shuts the fucking door. Uh Evan Longoria is making defensive play after defensive play. It was awesome. And now the Diamondbacks go and face the Dodgers. And now I'm sad because <laughs> the Dodgers are going to wipe the floor with the Diamondbacks. And, and that makes me sad. I hope they put up a fight. I, I really think that, you know, who do you think uh, uh, probably pitches game one for the D-backs? Probably Clayton Kershaw. No, oh, no, no. Not, the, sorry. Yeah. For You're right for the Dodgers. <laughs> um, Merrill Kelly. Right. And I, and I totally think he could keep them in a ball game that, you know, turns into a bullpen game where maybe they could steal one. It's going to be tough to do it in uh, Chavez Ravine, but you've seen crazier things, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've seen a Brandon Fott start against Corbin Burns. So, yeah. Yeah. Um, I, I want to say that I heard on a podcast, and I can't remember which podcast I heard this on, um, that after the... Um, I don't want to say ass kicking that the Astros put on the Diamondbacks the last series of the of the of the season. Um, but they, I mean, they didn't play their greatest, right? Like they had lost this, they had lost the game um, prior to our series uh, against the White Sox, and it was basically just no offense. There was no offense, right? And I, I don't know. At what point this happened? I want to say that it happened between the end series of the Astros and then the uh, wild card games. But I want to say Tori Lovello um, is very like kind of even keeled, real kind of quiet manager. Doesn't really raise his voice. And I guess went in one day and just gave them fucking shit. Basically yelled and asked them if they were done being the little fucking brothers of the NL West. And I think coming from kind of mild-mannered, you know, kind of kind of soft-spoken Tori Lavelle, I think that lit a fire under their asses because that just was amazing. Um, the young kids, the young kids were doing it. Corbin Burns, Corbin Burns, damn it, Corbin Carroll, <laughs> I'm dumb, Corbin Carroll, Gabby Marino, um, you know, and then you mix some of the vets in there, Cattell Marte and, and Evan Longoria getting, getting in it, Christian, I almost said Vasquez, Christian Walker, I really do hope the Diamondbacks give them, give them some sort of, the Dodgers some sort of fight, because that would make my heart happy. I want to say the second 
who who is who are the Dodgers' second game starters though? Um, <clears throat> is it Miller? Probably, Bobby Miller. I think it's Bobby Miller. I yeah. can't keep all, I can't keep all the young Millers straight. There's Bob. There's Bobby Miller of the Dodgers. Then there's Bryce Bryce Miller from the Mariners, and they're all like fourteen. Studs, yeah. And you're all babies. Yeah. So, um, I don't know. So maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe that game will be too big for. Maybe that moment will be too big for for B Miller. I'm gonna just say B Miller because I can't remember his first name, even though you just said it. So I don't know. I don't know. The Dodgers versus the D-backs in that. And then Phillies versus Braves. Is Philly is Phillies versus the Braves gonna be just a fucking cinematic masterpiece? Is it just gonna be like a heavyweight fight? I think there's gonna be some football scores in those games. Do you think so? Oh yeah. The the the, the Braves pitching rotation is not what it once was. And I feel like they're going to have to score runs to keep up with what we saw out of Philly. So yeah, I think, I think those are going to be high scoring. I could be wrong, but. Okay. All right. Well, so do you think that Spencer Strider gets is, is game one starter? Or do you think it's Max Freed game one starter? I think it's Strider, 100%. I don't know the fee Freed's all the way back yet. Okay. Well, so Strider, if his fastball is on, he's striking out 94 guys a, a game, right? But when that fastball is off, he's hittable. And that's why he has, I say, a quote-unquote high ERA which is like in the mid threes guys. It's not like a high ERA, but like for him, it's pretty high. Um, he's hittable because he's, he's a, he's a two pitch pitcher. He's got that fastball and then he's got a, I'm going to say a slider or curveball. I'm going to say curveball, some sort of breaking ball, but just one. It's kind of like Christian Javier. Like if the fastball is not on, you're going to, he's, he's going to get hit. And hit hard. Hence, the home runs. So, I don't know. He's a 3.86 ERA for the season. I higher than I thought. Yeah. 20 and 5, though. Guy's a monster. Hundred or uh, 281 strikeouts in 186 innings. I don't think that's good. I don't think that's good. That's not, <laughs> that's not impressive in the least bit at all. Nope. Um... So yeah, Spencer Stroud, and then you got Max Fried, and then uh, Uncle Charlie, Uncle Uncle Chuck is on the aisle with a lister or something, something kind of. You're all. Is it really? Is it really a? Are you really an aisle, or did you did they did you just bring up some people, some guys, so that you could rest? <laughs> like that's kind of what I felt it was. But, you know, apparently that's, um, you know, not kosher. I guess you're not supposed to do that because uh, Billy Epler of the Mets that just had to step down is now being investigated for that. I mean, I kind of thought everybody did it. But um, I don't know. Improper aisle usage. 
<laughs> this is saying, and I'm reading a page off a of fan side that thinks that game three will be a Bryce Elder slash bullpen game. Yeesh. So, okay. hence the football scores. Okay. All right. So, um, all right then, Philly, um, do your thing. I, But I want to say that probably two of the more rabid fan bases, right? Like, I think... I think those games are going to be fucking electric. I will be, I will be watched. Don't get me wrong. I will be watching all of them. All the baseball, <laughs> all of the baseballs, all of them guys. Um, but I will probably be watching that those for sure. So, um, yeah. Do you want to give predictions on those? I don't want to give predictions. You can. I'm ready to talk Strohs. Let's talk Strohs. Um, you start. I'm going to mute myself because my dogs are about to bark. So you start. This is going to be an interesting series. Obviously, the Strohs on paper should be the favorite. I believe they, they are the favorite in Vegas. Justin Verlander goes game one, followed by Framber in game two. Uh, interesting note that I saw was that Urquidy is uh, going to come out of the bullpen, according to Dana Brown which some people would have thought based on the way he started towards the end of the season that he would have been a potential game three starter, game four starter, whatever. But it looks like they're going to go JV, Fromber, CJ, and then wash, rinse, repeat. Um, obviously, this is the return of Carlos Correa to Houston in a postseason setting. Uh, on Twitter, the, the, the what are we going to do with Carlos Correa? And a lot of people were like, look, not a damn thing. He's there. Yep. That's cool. We we loved him. We still love him. We respect him. But he plays for the other team, and he will be treated as such. Well, we already gave him his flowers. Like, we we, we did the ovation. We did the video board. Like, okay. Salute, Carlos Correa. No. Like, we're not, we're not going to do that. We're not. I'm not going to boo him. I mean, like, I'm personally not. I know some people probably are. I'm personally not. Um, so, but it, it is what it is at this point. Um, I I was a little, I guess not confused. I was thinking that maybe that we would save JV and Fromber for start two and three and start like Javi game one. Just like as an in case shit blows up in our face and then we have like our big horses for i mean i i i would have probably went jp france just me um the kid's been really good all season i uh, i i don't know if you want javi for a whole game you know i feel like he's a piggyback candidate right yeah oh yeah no i wasn't thinking javi for the entire game i was thinking javi for like four and then like hunter brown come mm. on in and again, like I really, I really think that if you kind of narrow down what you want out of Javi and Hunter Brown, I think that would make them a little bit. Uh, I feel like that would let them pitch a little bit easier or freer. Like, wouldn't put so much pressure on themselves to try and get through five, six innings. And I don't know, like, I mean, because Hunter Brown has the the electric stuff, but you know, he's been. Over his innings limit by like four thousand now, I you know like, and then Javi, I guess has fixed 
whatever hitch was in his fucking delivery that was not making the invisible so invisa. I don't know. We'll see. I don't. I mean, me and you have both gone on record many, many, many times not agreeing with Dusty Baker in the least. I do, however, agree with going JV1 and Fromber 2. I think defend home. They've struggled at home. You can't afford to lose another game at home. Everybody and their mother is going to be talking about it if they lose a game at fucking home. So you need to send your two aces up there, get that done, and then figure out three, four, and then five if you have to later on in life. I mean, I think probably the easiest way to send CJ to the mound is with a two-game lead if you can get it. And, hey, you're you're good. Just go out there and pitch. You know, you're closing it out. Yeah. Very little pressure there as opposed to, okay, we're going to have you start game one, and you're going to have all these fans in front of you, and – Carlos Correa is going to step into the box and probably try to take you into the Crawford boxes. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. maybe I think target field's probably more pitcher friendly too. So maybe that'll help him as well. Just have to see. Um, not going to lie. I have never paid attention to more batter's eyes than I have this season. Okay. Um, Camden yards, Baltimore, their, their batter's eye fucking beautiful. Uh, target field, their batter's eye. Just nothing, just but blank space out there. Um, shout out Taylor Swift. That was a Taylor Swift reference, FRIA. Uh, so then you look at then you then you look at uh our batter's eye, and it's just what you, what like what's happening out there? Like I don't I don't know how anybody fucking hits because that's 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 some busy that's some busy shit, and it's not big. It's not as big as it as all the other ones were are are. And again, this was this was before I knew better. I don't know what fucking happened. Maybe our players are a little bit older. Maybe their eyesight is a little bit worse. I don't know. Except for Apparently, Yiner Diaz. Except for Yiner Diaz. We'll get to Yiner Diaz. He, he hits all, home. all I know is that whatever that 12 feet that they covered or whatever with green paint, it's working. Uh, Jose Abreu is a much better hitter since they covered that that 12 feet or whatever it is. I didn't want to believe in the whole batter's eye thing, but you you really talked me into it. Um, I love the way Minute Maid looks up the middle, you know, the batter's eye, uh, visually. But if you're telling me they're going to struggle to hit, then I don't give a shit. Fix that shit so we can hit. Right. Um, the, the argument that a lot of people make, and it makes sense, is like, hey, everybody's got to deal with that. And other teams come in here and hit just fine. Yeah. So you would think it would be an advantage for – the Strohs, because they see it more than these other teams, probably shouldn't be a complaint, but give them what they need. Yeah. They don't open the roof for that reason. They keep the roof on the juice box closed because the players like it that way. Yep. So yep. they're saying the batters that needs to be fixed, paint that shit. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so, yeah. Oh, hi, Marmy. <laughs> Marmy also wants the batter's eye fixed, guys. Yeah. Come on, Marmy. You tell him. Come on. Yeah. Here on Bourbon and Baseball, we get all the perspectives. Feline, canine, does not matter. Yeah. You will get all the calls. Yeah. So um, if you are audio only, go go to the YouTubes at about uh, one, one minute, one minute, one hour, seven minutes and like 15 seconds. And you will see the orange cat named Marmalade. And you will still hear him. Mike's going to come in and you'll see him. Use the machine. I don't know. Are you using the machine? What are you using? 
Bottle of what? We are drinking, folks. That That is what we're doing this evening. Yeah. This, this bottle of bullet bourbon is bigger than my fucking head, guys. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, let's talk about the lineup. Let's talk about the motherfucking lineup. We can't talk about anything else. We, I mean, I mean, we're having such a good conversation. Are we ready? We can talk, we, about, we can talk we, about the twins lineup. You want to talk about the twins lineup? You know let's what? The, the twins, twins lineup. lineup is less drama than the Astros lineup. Go ahead. Okay. Let's talk about, let's talk about the twins lineup. Um, I have the twins lineup right here on, on the thing here. Um, oh, I don't know what I did. There we go. All right. So you want to talk about their lineup? Let's talk about their lineup. They have got, <laughs> you They've got a young rookie, a young rookie. Wouldn't you know it? <laughs> Wouldn't you fucking know it? A young rookie that where, what did I do with my, there it is. Um. Oh, oh, hey, guess, guess what? You know what? I got the stream yard for like this specific thing. Let me see if I can remember how to do it. Share screen. Um. Don't show these tips again. I don't want to see those tips. Okay. Ta-da. If you're audio only, go to the YouTubes. Uh, and you will see these, these beautiful stats that I'm about to read off. Royce Lewis plays third base, has a hurt hamstring. He's 24 years old. He has 58 games played. He has an OPS plus of 150. FYI, 100 is like average. 150, he's like 50% better than the average baseball player, guys. Okay? Don't throw this motherfucker a fastball. Don't do it. Don't do it. Because he he alone won them game one of the wild card series. Hit two home runs. Two home runs. <sighs> Matt Walner, 25-year-old, has an OPS plus of 139. Their catcher. Young, <laughs> young Ryan Jeffers, 26 years old, played uh, 96 games, 96 games. Who's their backup catcher? How old is he? Technically, Ryan Jeffers is the backup catcher, but you know what? You know what they, uh, like I said, Ryan Jeffers has 96 games played. Christian Vasquez, Christian Vasquez. Uh, you, you, you guys may have remembered Christian Vasquez as the, um, guy that got splinters in his ass, um, when he played <laughs> for the Astros, uh, last season, I take that back. I mean, he, he got into a game. He got, he caught, uh, Christian Javier's combo, no hitter, um, 102 games, 102 games. So basically a 50, 50 split is what you're saying. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, not a math pod though. Again, I'm I'm not that Asian, but uh, it, it sounds like it sounds like um, those numbers are pretty similar. Could you in, imagine what what the Astros catching situation would look like with a fifty fifty split? <laughs> it wouldn't have come down to the last game of the motherfucking um, season to not even close. Declare the Houston Astros the winners of the AL West, guys. Okay, don't get me wrong. I'm very, 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 very happy that we are the winners of the AOS, but it did not have to be this hard, guys. It didn't have to be this fucking hard. Okay. Did not. Didn't. Um, Ryan Jeffers has an OPS plus of 134. 
Okay. <laughs> Ryan Jeffers hit 14 home runs, drove in 43. Okay. Like this guy's good. <laughs> really good. Young rookie catcher. Uh, Edward Julian, Max Kepler, Alex Kirloff, Jorge Polanco. Now, remember, guys, when I said that uh, Rocco Baldelli loves to uh, pinch it? Loves to pinch it. And because there's not a huge drop-off. Not a huge drop-off. Nope. Nope. He's got He's got some good players. Good players that you may not know because they're not superstars. But they're good baseball players, right? Um, if you guys are looking on the YouTubes, their first, what, 10 players that have an OPS higher of 100 or more. Um, FYI, guys, Carlos Correa, not one of those guys. Carlos Correa has a 94 OPS plus. He's, he, now, granted, he's been hurt, right? He has... Ankle, plantar, right? your, nope, status. Yep, that apparently finally tore. Ooh, and now apparently it feels better. <laughs> that sounds horrible. Yeah, probably gonna get some sort of surgery in the off season or something. I don't know. Um, but according to the I don't know athletic trainer or something from the Twins, um, that now that it finally tore, he probably doesn't hurt as much. So he will probably feel better and play better. Didn't look like he was hurting much when he made those amazing defensive plays in the uh, wildcard series. So there's that. Um, Michael A. Taylor, their center fielder. <laughs> um, <laughs> amazing, amazing defense out there. 94, 94 OPS plus. Christian Vasquez, guys. Christian Vasquez. Uh, 102 games played. Um, four. Sorry, can't read. Apparently, six home runs, 32 RBIs. Good on you, Christian Vasquez. One stolen base. Um, 65, 65 OPS plus. I will say this, and I and I know I shouldn't, but I have to be fair. Maldi's OPS plus is one point higher. What? How many? How many games is he? Hundred, hundred and sixteen. Jesus Christ. Hundred sixteen games. Yeah. Um. Again, to to Maldi's credit, how many home runs has he got? Fifteen. Fifteen and thirty six RBIs. Okay. How many strikeouts? Ooh, 139. <laughs> yep. Oh, yep, wow. Yep. Yeah. Very bad. That's not, that's not a, that's not a good look. It's not a good look. Do you know how many strikeouts Yiner Diaz has? Mm. 74. And how many games played? Uh, 104. But not all of them were catcher. Not all of them at catcher. No. Nope. Maldi's 116 were at catcher. So you figure I'm more of a math person than Susie is. If there's 162, that means 46 games 
were not caught by Martin Maldonado. There is a way to figure out the um, the stats, like read off the stats, like when Yiner Diaz um, is catching versus when he's like DHing. Do you know how to do that? I don't. Know. I don't uh, know how to do that. I think it's like a split thing. Okay. Well, I'm going to stop sharing this screen. Maybe. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, so if you can figure out how to do that and put it on here, that would be delightful. Or send me the link and Ooh. I, I can do that. Let me see if I can. Um, but, guys, <laughs> Yiner Diaz, when he's catching, when he's catching, it's like a baby Jordan. Like, those are his numbers. And I know, I know that it's like beating a fucking dead horse at this point. Um, but basically, you've benched a baby Jordan. That's, that's what's, ha what's happened. I understand that, that the pitchers love Maldi. So if you go, if you pull up Yiner by himself on, on baseball reference, uh -huh. and you go to, uh, it's like batter value, I guess. No, I kind of fucked that up. Why can I not spell Yiner? Because I'm dumb. Cool. Y a i n e r. Yep. Okay, so Yiner Diaz. What am I doing? Splits. Uh, yeah. Batting. Mm. Platoon splits. Mm-hmm. Batting order position. Or platoon splits. Ooh. Uh, I had something else. I had like fielding. Now, now you got me. Oh, you got sorry. me hunting. Sorry, sorry. Uh, that's versus a right-hander versus a left-hander. Home uh, and away. First or second starter or substitute defensive positions. Yeah. Oh. There you go. That's it. Okay. Defensive, Defensive positions. Okay. So at catcher. Yeah. There you go. Thank you. So here we go. Um, oh, guess what? I guess, again, since I have it now, um, I can share the screen and you guys can see as well. Maybe. Again. So it says he played 52 games at catcher. Obviously, that doesn't include starts or whatever. Yeah. Um, 187 played appearances at catcher. A slug of 648. That's dumb. OPS over a thousand. Mm-hmm. That's I'm so mad. I'm so fucking mad. <laughs> He's got 14 home runs as a catcher. He's got nine everywhere else. So so mad. So as a DH, um, okay, so his batting average as a catcher is 324 versus as a DH, 213. OBP as a catcher, 353. OBP as a DH, 247. Slug as a catcher, 648. Slug as a DH, 346. OPS as a catcher, over 1,000. <laughs> as a DH, 592. So they have his OPS plus uh, relative to player's total OPS, which would be 135. 
OPS plus relative to league splits, 181 as a catcher. So he's an absolute fucking monster as a catcher. <laughs> but we don't use analytics. Nope. Nope. No, because you know what? The pitchers prefer Martin Maldonado. Come on down. He even strikes out less as a catcher. Like he walks more and strikes out less as a catcher than as a DH. And when people say, why are you fucking arguing for Yiner Diaz? And why does it matter? This is why it matters. Because in a league, in a in a postseason where you see these teams that are so stacked, when you look at the Phillies in their vaunted offense, we look at the Braves, the Dodgers. All these, the Orioles, all these clubs that they can one through nine absolutely slug. You have that in the Houston if you so choose. And Dusty has continually said, nope, Maldi's my guy and I will ride him till the wheels fall off. Yeah. So we, so like I said, we, I'm going to stop sharing the screen here. Um, <laughs> Just we, hurts her heart. <laughs> we talked about the Blue Jays and how analytically minded that that is and apparently the front office makes all the rules and john schneider has no say we have the opposite we have the fucking office opposite here the front office cannot say shit cannot force anything to happen um and and, and this this is this is what happens guys the, the, like this is what happens and everyone People are going to come. People are going to come for me and be like, um, we won the West, Susie. Why are you so mad? Because it didn't have to be this fucking hard. It did not have to be this fucking hard. Okay. It did not have to come down to the last fucking day of the season. And it did not have to have another team lose in order for us to win. It didn't have to fucking happen. And yet, you got people fucking just I don't hate and I don't hate Maldonado guys like I I realize that's how it comes across okay like I get it I don't want Maldi to strap himself to a rocket and send himself to the moon I just don't want him as the primary goddamn motherfucking catcher all those teams that Tom just listed, literally just listed, the Phillies, the Dodgers, the Braves, the Orioles. What do all of those teams have in fucking common? A catcher that can fucking hit. And you, we've got one. We fucking got one. And we're not going to see him. We're not going to see him in any of these motherfucking games. Not one. Not one. He'll probably DH somewhere. I don't even think he's gonna do that. <clears throat> I think he will. I don't think they're gonna I don't think they're gonna play uh Brantley every game. I think he'll DH Brantley might DH games one and two, Yiner might DH game three. That's that's kind of the way I see it. There's no way he sits this guy for the playoffs. I, I say there's no way. I really hope there's no way that he goes an entire series without seeing Because you know what? If you told me that they play that entire series, I don't know if they win it. That's how good this kid is. And, and I mean, 
we can get into the Chaz thing next if you want. If you if you want. Oh, we're gonna want, get there. If, we're gonna get there. <laughs> if you want we'll, more, we'll it's we'll just I, for me, and I think for Susie, and I think for a large portion of the fan base, all they want to see is Dusty line up the best possible lineup to go to war with. And if you're telling me that Heiner is not one of your top nine, we're telling you the numbers say you're wrong. And it's like, you can give me all the personal catcher bullshit, personal center fielder bullshit. And I'm going to tell you in the postseason, you need to throw all that crap out of the window because you know what? You're not, you're not giving a shit about how, how pitches are used or deployed. You, if he only goes three innings, he only goes three innings. You don't give a shit. So why on earth should you be playing guys in the, in, in the, in, in the opposite manner? Nope. I'm going to stay with him no matter what. If there's a pinch hitting opportunity, if you're sitting there bases loaded in the second inning and Maldi's at the bat, you better fucking give Yonder the stick and say, go get, go in there and get it done. I would. I mean, you, you need those runs. Every yeah. one of them counts. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, to a, I don't want to say with a person with common sense. <laughs> Because there's a huge contingent that are like, Maldi ride or die. And I don't know what it is that you see because they're the same people that were like, strap Jose Abreu to a rocket. And now he's white hot and they're like, crickets. Uh, nothing, you know? And it's like, this guy was always going to be that dude eventually, in my mind. And you were like, no, no, no. I've seen enough. I'm out. I'm done. I don't know why we spent all this money. Kind of like Montero. Although I don't want to see Montero, but he but he turned it around. You know what I mean? They were yeah. they were quick to strap Montero to a rocket. Maldi's numbers are worse than any of those guys at any point in time. And you're like, but we love him. He's Why? our my he's our machete, and he no. has colored his hair, and he's gonna wear cleats that say haters are gonna hate. And I love that. That's why. Um, I'm gonna just be I'm gonna be real petty. I'm gonna be real fucking petty for a second. Um, but when Maldonado has bigger titties than I do, something is wrong with this picture, guys. Okay. Like something is fucking wrong with the picture when Maldonado has bigger titties than I do. Like, it's just, it's wrong. And I don't like, I'm a little jealous. Not going to fucking lie. Okay. Like I, there it is guys. I'm, I'm jealous of Maldi because his titties are bigger than mine. There we go. Like, so if anybody wants to come for me, um, because of that information, by all means, I said it. I said it. Yep. I was a little salty because Twitter said, Twitter went out there and goes, ladies, I'm sorry, but this is the peak performance of a man right here. And they pointed to Maldi, and I'll be damned if I go hit the gym every day so that Maldi can get, you know, be peak performance guy. And I've been working out for nothing. Uh, well, you know, I, Maldi is peak performance guy, but, you know, like, it, it adds a little something, you know, when the bank account has, like, you know, all the couple, couple extra zeros. I'm not, I'm not saying that I, I like, I don't know your 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 money status here, Tom. <laughs> I'm gonna just, I'm gonna go out on a limb and just say maybe though, there, there's not the extra zeros. Do not have Maldi money. You're right. That's that's probably my biggest hangup. Is that if I got to be that bad at my job and make that much money, I would be pretty. You know what I mean? I don't get to be that bad at my job and make a fraction of what he makes. This is this is correct. Because you don't have the intangibles. 
You don't have the fucking intangibles. intangibles. All right. I need that tattooed on my back. You know, no. intangibles on the back. You don't my last name. Don't don't fucking have the intangible stone. That's not a thing that you have. That's not a thing that ninety five percent of the fucking universe apparently has. Um, but I I don't I honestly I don't think we see I don't think we see Yiner at fucking all. Um, so bad. I don't and and again if like I get the personal catcher. I got a question for you. Do you think the locker room's divided over that? For sure. And the Chaz thing as well. For sure. For sure. I think at this point it's come it's 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 come to a boiling point at this point because Breggy. Do you think his Altuve, comments? Do you think, think Breggy's so. comments was a shot? I think so. Well, because like they got they got to work extra fucking hard, extra fucking hard, to make up for the ginormous black hole that is Martin Maldonado at the plate. Now, when the motherfucker runs into one. I, I try I give him his flowers like he okay at no point in time did I ever think that Martin Maldonado was gonna hit 15 fucking home runs nope nope not I mm -mm. so good for him like I love it I fucking I I hope I hope Martin Maldonado is like fuck you Susie watch what I can do like yes take that please, Tom <laughs> please make me say nice things about you like I would fucking love it okay Again, I understand. I understand personal catchers. Okay, like fine, Fromber. You want your personal catcher? Cool. But six innings, sit your ass down, Martin Maldonado. Have a fucking seat, Yiner Diaz. Come on in. If we did that, like even thirty percent of the fucking time, you you don't think that we would have won a couple extra games, guys? Not one. Not one fucking extra game. Like you cannot fucking convince me otherwise that literally all the fucking games that Cesar Salazar fucking started as catcher, or that fucking Ryland Bannon, um, Bly Madris, fucking um, John Singleton, John Singleton, what was the DH? You can't tell me that not one of those fucking games. If Yiner played, we would have won. Not one? Again, the season did not have to be this fucking hard. We made it. I say we like we got a fucking choice in the matter. We don't. Like, it just... Wh why? Why? Is that the new one or the old one? They screwed up again. Oh, so David Hensley as well. Oh, God, David Hensley. Oh, I'm so name. sad about David Hensley. Like, what? why? Gray Kessinger. I feel bad for throwing shade on Greg Kessinger because he's played all of like four fucking games. And when he's come in, he's done decently well. I say he's played 26 well. games. Oh, Jesus. Oh, yeah. <sighs> Guys, it, it didn't have to be this hard. It didn't have to be this hard. Okay. It didn't. It didn't. And I love Mauricio Dubon as a person. I love him as a person. I think he is adorable. I love his fucking personality. I love the attitude and the exuberance that he brings. Like, I love the friendship that he has with Jordan. And, like, he's, like, kind of taken over that Aledmus Diaz role from, like, last season where he's just not fucking impressed by anything Jordan does. <sighs> 
Do you know he, he's played 132 games? I don't 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 fucking tell me that. Don't fucking tell me that. Don't fucking tell me that. Because now I'm gonna have to now I'm gonna have to look up the like 103 games or something that Chaz has played, and it's just gonna get me riled the fuck up even more. 115. How many games did John Singleton play? You don't want to not John Singleton. Sorry. Uh Corey Jokes. Corey Jokes. That is a that is a number that it's gonna blow your fucking mind. Corey Jokes played ninety three games and had three hundred and twenty three plate appearances. It's a lot. It's a big number. Corey Jokes. Corey Jokes. Yep. I it's love a big number. I liked Corey Jokes. I really did. I loved the hometown kid <clears throat> angle. I loved it all. Loved it all. He wasn't horrible. He I, wasn't. I, you know, I don't mind Corey Jokes. I, it's the other ones. It's all the other ones. It's you're going to tell me you gave uh, 94 plate appearances to David Hensley. You gave 73 plate appearances to John Singleton. Um, that's a lot. You know, you're going to tell me that Dubon got 35 more plate appearances than Chaz. You're going to tell me that Jake Myers played 112 games and got 341 plate appearances. I love. To bat 227. Love Mauricio Dubon. I do. I do. I love him. I love him as a person. I love him as a person. Um, but I don't, I don't, I don't fucking love him as the starting motherfucking center fielder. Okay. Like it was cute. It was cute for a hot minute, right? Like it was cute for for a hot second when when Mauricio Dubon was was JV's fucking quote unquote personal center fielder last season and it only happened during JV starts, right? But it didn't happen in the fucking playoffs, okay? Um and then, and then JV left, and we didn't see Mauricio Dubon in center. We saw Mauricio Dubon at second base, where he fucking belongs. Okay, he is a util middle infielder. I would love to see him in that role. Ideally, ideally, I would love to see him give Jose Altuve fucking off days. Okay, like give Jose Altuve some off days. Give Jeremy Pena some off days. Maybe rest Jeremy Pena's um, arms because they look a little swollen. I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why he hasn't been able to hit home runs. Okay, like I think something is wrong with his biceps, guys. I'm just saying, like someone probably should look at that. Like, can somebody tell me how I can get my biceps to be broken like his are? Because I, I would really like my biceps to look like that. I, and I don't need to hit home runs. Maybe. I don't, I don't need to hit home runs. I don't, I don't know. You want some more numbers? Some more scary numbers? <laughs> no. So, center field. Oh, God. Game started. Jake Myers, 87 games. 803 innings. Chaz McCormick, 51 games. 431 innings. I hate my life. Mauricio Dubon. Oh, my God. I hate my fucking life. 24 games, 210 innings. That's how center field has been broken down. Chaz has a perfect fielding percentage in center field. So does Dubon. Myers, 984. This is this is where it's really gonna hurt. Left field. Game started in left field. 
The most games started in left field. Can you name the person? Corey Jokes. Correct. Corey Jokes has started 59 games in left field. He has 536 innings. Or, or, yeah, 536 innings in left field with a 989 fielding percentage. Chaz McCormick is second on the list with 45 games started, 405 innings in left field with a 989. Statistically, he's a better center fielder than a left fielder. I hate my life. Chaz has been all over the field, though. He's got nine games started in right field and 109 innings over there. Also 1,000. Really good. I hate my life. But these numbers tell a story that, you know, because you went the way you went, it took the the ability away to use a guy like Einer Diaz, the way you constructed your lineup. Yeah. See, if there was, I don't want to say a competent manager because then people are going to come for me and be like, Dusty Baker is a competent manager. He won you a world series. Fuck you. If... (laughs) If we had a competent manager that utilized the lineup correctly and played Yiner Diaz at catcher and sat Martin Maldonado, then Mauricio Dubon could be in the fucking lineup as your second baseman and you could get Jose Altuve off his fucking feet and put him as DH and then get Jordan in there at, in left field and then Chaz in there. It's Setterfield, okay? Um, the days, the days where everyone feels great, Uncle Mike, come on down. DH is yours. Left field, Jordan, second base. We've got the death lineup squad exactly one time. Exactly one motherfucking time. Do you know how many runs they scored? 39. We didn't 12. Score. They scored 12 runs with the death lineup. Yeah, but but then people are the then people are gonna be like, well, we scored more with other with other lineups too. In that voice, too. That's what they will say. <laughs> in that voice. Okay. Oof. Guys, it, it didn't need to be this hard. It didn't need to be this fucking hard. And Did the not. game, the game that we played with um w- against the Diamondbacks, where we literally, literally, it was one to fucking zero. Okay. It didn't need to be that hard. Like, why in the actual fuck is Martin Maldonado batting in the fucking eighth? Why? This is what I don't fucking understand. And I will never hopefully, understand it. Hopefully, it does not. It does not play out in the playoffs. We don't know what Dusty's going to do. We think we do. We think we're going to get Dubon in center. We think we're going to get Maldi behind the plate. We think that the lineup is probably going to look like a normal JV start. Maybe it goes a different way. I don't believe it, but maybe it goes a different way. I'm not. I'm not putting money on that shit. I'm not putting <laughs> money on that shit. Absolutely not. Um, just Justin Verlander's personal center fielder will be out there. Justin Verlander's personal catcher will be behind the fucking dish because at no point in time. At no point in time has Yiner Diaz caught Justin Verlander, has caught Framber Valdez. So hopefully, hopefully nobody catches Maldi on a fucking backswing because 
in that case, we're fucked. Like, no. I mean, like, we're not fucked, but like, honestly, here's, here's I don't the thing. I don't think Yiner can control Fromber Diaz's temper tantrums. Oh, I do. Oh, I do. I 100% do. I think the reason that we have not seen Yiner Diaz catch Justin or Framber is so that Dusty can have the narrative. The worst thing that could happen for him is that he goes out there and catches one of them and they perform. Then he's got numbers that go against, oh no, Maldi needs to be back there. I think if you're rooting for the death lineup, and and, and this is not me saying I want to see Maldi get hurt, don't come for me. I mean, but if he did, you're going to get the lineup that's going to score all the runs. If he doesn't, then he's going to go 0 for 4 with a couple Ks, a ground out, and a bunt pop-up out, probably. Guys, I need you to realize the Twins lineup is not vaunted by any means. Like, there are people in there that you're going to be like, I don't know who the fuck this is. Like, Alex Kirloff? You mean to tell me you know about Alex Kirloff? Like, Max Kepler? Although Max Kepler is very hot and he can get it as well. <laughs> But, like, these are not the people that you are when you think, like, of that are going to be really good and, like, drive in runs and shit. Like, that's not who you're thinking of. You're not thinking of fucking, like, Royce Lewis, Ryan Jeffers. What? No, these are not the people that you're thinking of. Like, it doesn't, it it doesn't need to be this hard, guys. Like, it doesn't. It really, 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 really doesn't. But, again... I, I, I hope to God. I hope to God that 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 we are wrong and that Dusty Baker blows us all away and says, "Fuck it, let me pinch hit for Maldi before the bottom of the ninth inning with two outs and down four runs." Like, I really hope. I really fucking hope that when JV comes out of the game, that Maldi also has a seat. I don't think we I don't think we'll see it. I think Maldi is going to start all of the games. All of them. All of Yiner them. did catch CJ once. So <laughs> there is hope. Once. Yay. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, um it just it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. I don't know. I don't know. Hopefully, hopefully we the guys can go. The guys can go. And I really think. Um, if Jose Altuve goes, so goes the Strohs. The interesting thing, which I think I, I was looking into, that I don't know if it's going to matter or not, is, uh, well, they're both right-handed. I was going to say, what if the what if what if the the Twins send out a lefty? Does that change the okay? I need these guys. You know, with because uh, I, I don't see Chaz playing tomorrow or I'm sorry, Saturday. If Dubon's in center and Jordan's in left, Chaz doesn't play. Nope. So I was just wondering if maybe, but it's probably going to be Joe Ryan or Kenta Maeda that starts for the Twins. Both It'll of be those Joe guys, Ryan. They're both right handers. Yeah. So I think Joe Ryan's going to get the start, the third, third game. I want to say Kenta is in the bullpen so maybe bailey ober will be the fourth i'm not positive on that but like that guys if we are not ahead 
if we are not ahead by the time the ninth inning rolls around, we're done. That like, dude, Duran, is nasty. Like, Juan Duran is fucking disgusting. He has, like, a 102 fastball and, like, an 86-mile-an-hour curveball that he will just fucking dot. Like, and a splinker. Just at, like, 97. Disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. I don't know what happened at the last... Uh, the second batter, I want to say, of the the last Blue Jays. Um, Ambushed a fastball. No, uh, no, 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 no. He, he, something happened with his finger. I don't know if Oh, it was no, a, he had a blister. Was he it had a blister? blister? Yeah. Okay. And they went out there, they closed it up. Then he came, he throws 202 mile an hour fastballs about six foot up. Over then, uh, Alejandro Kirk? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he had him full extension. And then, like, Immediately comes back and throws three of them dotted in the zone. K's a guy. Uh, the second batter ended up getting a single, just ran into a fastball and went right right back up the middle. But then he proceeded to K the next two guys with off-speed stuff that they couldn't do anything with. Yeah. So if we're not ahead, we're not we're not hitting shit off of Yuan Drawn. Like fuck it. He's he's up there with like Felix Bautista nasty shit. Like Edwin Diaz nasty shit. Um He's 6'5", 230. That's a linebacker in football. Yeah. I was going to say, he's one of those football people. One of those football position guys. <laughs> don't ask me what a linebacker does. I don't know. Every every single time, I'm like, Mike, what does a linebacker do? And he's like, God damn it, Susie. Can you just not? I'm like, sorry, I don't remember. Um, But yeah, like, it, it's not going to happen. It's not going to happen. So Ryan Jeffers is 6'4", 235. So they're basically the same dude. You're a big target thrown thrown to a big target, like no. you know, he's a big boy back there. Um, so yeah, their their bullpen, Griffin Jacks, disgusting. Um, they got a guy, uh, Brock Stewart. Uh, Brock Stewart, yep, also gross. Pagan. So Amelia Pagan has not been used in super high leverage situations. Um, think of him kind of as like our Phil Maytong. Looks like Dallas Keuchel's on the IL, so he won't be in the postseason. Mm. Mm. Did you know that he finally made his 10 years, though? Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, He's all right. Vested. It's like, okay, Dallas Keuchel, look at you. Brent Strom couldn't fix you. Apparently the Twins could. Good on you. Um, but, yeah, so... It's gonna it's gonna be tough, guys. It's gonna be tough. I don't think I don't think we're gonna sweep. I definitely definitely don't think we're gonna sweep. It. I think it's gonna be a fight. I think it's gonna be a fight. Yeah, because it really it really rolls over if they're able to get like a game three because now you get back into Pablo Lopez, Sonny Gray. Because I I don't think you could run Pablo Lopez back out there on Sunday, do you? Um, they don't run a six man. I think they run a five man. So I think. I'm just saying because he pitched like, rest? yeah, it would be short rest. Okay, so then probably not. But he, um, but you know, bull, Bailey Ober start like, and then bullpen it like, and then it's travel day, right? Mm-hmm. So then Tuesday. Yeah. So then you know that would reset your bullpen. I don't see why not. 
I, I don't see why not. They, they, they and and knowing knowing that they just played a, a series, if the Astros are smart, they'll they'll try really hard to get into this bullpen to get through this this starter, make his make run that pitch count up. Therefore, you're not dealing with you know what I mean. If if you know that the potential exists for a bullpen game, you don't want them to have a bullpen to go to. Yeah, yeah, would love that. Would love that. Um, it'll be interesting to see. It'll be interesting to see. We start, uh, 345 Saturday, um, at the juice box. I'm not going Saturday. I'm going to the Sunday game. Very excited about that. Um, I think at some point in time we will be doing PSF broadcasts. I'm I'm not, I'm doing Sunday. Are you doing Sunday? Okay. Um, I will not be on that because like I said, I'll be at the game. Um, we will be, I guess at separate points of time on the PSF app doing things. So if you want to follow along and watch games with us, not on Sunday, cause I will be there, but Tom will be there on the PSF app. Follow, uh, follow along on Twitter. I'm going to call it Twitter. You guys can call it whatever you want. X, whatever. I'm not going to change all of my pretty little bluebirds to X. That's <laughs> dumb. Not going to do it. And it's extra work for me. I don't want to do it. So follow along over there. Uh, and we will let you guys know when we will be on, what time, all up, all of that fun stuff. Um, Bourbon and B-Ball, uh, Third Coast Tom, PSF underscore app. app. Is it PSF app or is it PSF underscore app? Mm, you might be right with the I, don't, the. I don't remember. Some Something like that. If you guys follow us on, on Twitter, uh, you will see the tags. Follow along there. We will give some shouts out about when we will be on so you guys can watch um, games with us. Follow along. Um, either fight with us about Maldi, Yiner, Chaz, Usage. Or, you know, agree. Because we love agreements. That's that's great, too. All the time. It is PSF underscore app. You are correct. Okay. Uh, download that. Come follow along. If you guys like football, I don't. Tom does lots of lots of football content. Um, if you are Texans fans, there's a Texans room. Yes, I'm in there. Yes, yeah, we are. We are uh, a, a lively bunch. A lot of the baseball guys are over there as well. It's it's really fun. I mean, the Texans are looking really good. Uh, they're getting they're they're ahead of the where they should be as far as their rebuild. Oh, so okay. a lot like the the Astros when they were young. These Texans are all really young, a lot of young draft picks. So that's you're what grow up but, with them. Um, who's telling me? Someone was telling me that uh that it's now like the 2015 Astros. And I was like, mm-hmm. huh. Okay. They're like, so you can I was like, no. Mm-mm. You should. That then it would, it would require me to uh watch the footballs and then understand the footballs. You have an entire offseason to learn. I don't want to though. I don't want to. I'll keep working, folks. It's it's a work in progress. No, look, um, look, Taylor's boy. If Taylor's boyfriend can't get me to watch, uh, football, then I then it's just, it's just not gonna happen. No, but Taylor already has. It sounds like, you know, you know his name. Yeah, you, but I knew you, his, I knew his name before though. Like I I'm not that dumb. I'm not that dumb. Then I, then uh, a, a couple extra pieces and we got you. No, no, <laughs> no, no. Um, it is funny hey, though. They like, wear um, tighter pants. 
they do wear tighter pants, but there's there's lots there's lots more questions. There's lots more questions. I have all the lots, answers. And there's lots more. I, where's the ball? Why? What is that penalty? Why does that? Why did that penalty have to happen? How is that a face mask? That's not a face mask. Why is that penalty a penalty? What does yeah. that mean? There's you like do, you ask the same questions with baseball. I'll, it's okay. All I'm saying is that if I start watching football games and I start asking all the questions, my marriage may not survive because all Mike wants to do is enjoy <laughs> his football game in peace. Okay? That's all, right, all he all wants right. to do. For Mike's sake, we won't push this up okay. for the okay. subject. Because, like, and and he has to endure Baker Mayfield as his fucking quarterback. Okay? Like, we got to give the man a break. Oh, that's right. He's a Bucks fan. Yeah, it's yeah. tough. Yeah. So. Yeah. He's Bless got, his heart. Like, yeah, exactly. He's like, I really, <laughs> I, I want my team to win, but like Baker Mayfield is kind of a douche. Like it's one of those things. So, but hey, I have to, I have to watch the other footballs too. Though I think like I think like three or four weeks, Texans versus Bucks. Oh, okay. Well, I, I could we so when when Mike watches that game, um, maybe then I'll join you guys on the PSF app, and then I'll be like, I don't love it. Guys. Where's the ball? Love it. What's a linebacker? Who's Who's that guy? Why does he have the ball? Yeah, it'll be a whole thing. Um, but yeah, so join us over there. Join Tom if you guys do the footballs. Uh, there's lots of teams, though. Like this season, really, there was only a couple of like baseball teams that, that had the PSF app rooms. All the football teams have rooms. I want to say they're trying to do other sports. I'm not positive. They're already started on basketball. Okay. Yeah, it's coming. So if you do any of the other sports, I, like I said, I don't, I just do baseball, um, go in there. Lots of fun people to hang out with and lots of fun people to talk with about games and such. Um, and with that, we're going to sign off. If I, um, get a wild hair up my ass, you may or may not get some more episodes during the, um, DS, CS, all that fun stuff. Fingers crossed that we actually do the things that we need to do and that we go far. That would be delightful for us. I would love that. Uh, with that, I'm going to say goodnight. Tom, tell them where they can find you. On Twitter, because I will keep it Twitter. I am at Third Coast Tom, as it is shown if you're watching it on here. Or if you're not, if you're listening, you spell out third. And uh, some people always ask, is it a three R-D? No, T-H-I-R-D, Coast Tom. Uh, and uh, yeah, also the PSF app. Uh, I'm there doing the Strohs and the Texans. Uh, please come hang out with us on Sunday. Sunday's going to be a lot of fun. Um, I, I think Framber's going to be in a good spot, and we should win. Susie's going to the game. That means we should win. I'm so very she very needs excited. to go see a win. We need yeah. to go see a win. I would. I would love that. Even though um, Framber Valdez's personal catcher is going to be back there, and fingers crossed that. JV's personal center fielder is not out there, and I get to see my my favorite center fielder. He should be. I, I I see no way that if Dubon starts tomorrow, that Chaz doesn't play Sunday or I'm sorry, Saturday and Sunday, whatever. I don't know. I don't know. That's I, we were we were saying that you know what? Okay, Dubon will only be out there in center field when JV starts, and it's he's not been. He's he's started more games, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening now? That's not a thing. Anyways, <laughs> you know the feelings. Uh, with that, we're going to sign off. Um, thanks for hanging out with us. And yay, baseball. Woo!